Welcome to our devotional for December 11th. Our scripture reading comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew and it's 22nd chapter, verses 22 to 33. Hear now the word of the Lord. The same day, some Sadducees came to him saying, there is no resurrection. And they asked him a question. Teacher, Moses said, if a man dies childless, his brother shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first married and died childless, leaving the widow to his brother. The second did the same. So also the third down to the seventh. Last of all, the woman herself died. In the resurrection then, whose wife of the seven will she be? For all of them had married her. And Jesus answered them, you are wrong because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection, people neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. And as for the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was said to you by God? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not, he is God, not of the dead, but of the living. And when the crowds heard it, they were astonished at his teaching. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Father, may the word just read point to the word to come and may it all point to the word made flesh, your son, our Lord Jesus. Amen. When I had the pleasure of working with our student ministry, one of the questions our students would ask with some frequency is what happens when we die? Very often they would ask because they had lost someone they loved it is at any age a common concern, and the answer to this question is, for some Christians, the sum total of the gospel. Jesus is posed this question by the Sadducees, and the great irony of the question is that it really isn't a question at all. Because the Pentateuch doesn't explicitly refer to resurrection, the Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead, so they are asking Jesus a question in an attempt to expose Jesus, to make him look foolish. Jesus' answer is that the life after this one will be different. It will not be more of the same. It will not simply be an extension of this life. It will not follow the conventions of our current life or our cultural customs. This includes customs like the ancient leveret marriage described in the passage, which sought to preserve the family name by stipulating that a man should marry the childless widow of his brother. Jesus says, whatever awaits us beyond this life, it will be different, and we will be like angels in heaven, which is to say we do not know what heaven will be like. Our current understandings of life and love and joy are just, they're too narrow. Our imaginations are too small. We simply cannot imagine, do not have the capacity to imagine the life that is to come. I know for many of us, this lack of certainty, it can create some fear and some anxiety. I know it is one of the areas of faith which with which, with which our students struggle, and I too would like to be reassured. Will I not see my grandparents? Will I not be reunited with my father? But we needn't be afraid. 
what I would say to those kids when they asked, what I say to myself is that when we die, when someone we love dies, God will still be God. And what we know of God through Jesus, through scripture, is that God is love, that love will persist. What's more, Jesus doesn't say here that in heaven we will not know those who have been dear to us in our earthly life. He's only saying that our resurrected life won't look like, won't have the same features as this one. And his mention of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob would suggest that the relationships defining our current life, they may persist with God and with one another. When I really wrestle with this scripture, two things occur to me. First, in a passage in which Jesus is asked about what happens when we die, he speaks to us of a living God. God is the God of life. And as best as we can, we have to put aside our wonderment and concern about death and focus instead on a relationship with God in this life and our relationships with others in this life. We should ask ourselves, what earthly good might we be about until we enter heaven? And the second thing that occurs to me is this. God will still be God in death. God who created us in God's own image. God who provides and forgives and sustains. God who loved the world enough, loved an us and loved us enough to give his only son as a willing sacrifice for us and for our salvation. That same God will receive us in death with open arms, with the love and warmth of the most devoted parent. As we finish our time together this morning, I offer a portion of a prayer often spoken at memorial services. Whether you are struggling with facing the final chapter of your own earthly life, or if you are grieving and missing someone you have lost, it is my prayer that you would find comfort in the hope we are assured in Jesus. Let us pray. Eternal God, we bless your name for the revelation of yourself and of your love in our Lord Jesus Christ and for the hope set before us in the gospel. We thank you that deep in the human heart is an unquenchable thirst that life does not end with death, that the Father who made us will care for us beyond the bound of vision, even as he cares for us here on this earth. We praise your name for the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, which is the source of our hope, not only today, but in all days. We pray for the comfort of your presence and the ministry of your Holy Spirit. Renew within us the gifts of faith, patience, and enduring love. And as we step out, Upon the world, may we sense that though we have lost people whom we love to death, we have not lost you, and that as you have received those we love who have gone before us, so too you will receive us. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.